Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Krista. And I'm Rachel. And this episode, I'm super excited. I loved this topic. I thought it was really fun. We're doing magical education. I loved this one too. And honestly, I had a really fun time like posting on our website, like about what's coming up next. Or I guess I haven't quite yet because we're recording now and I haven't updated the website yet, but I've been thinking about it and I'm very excited about the description I'm going to (laughs) put. I have some great plans in place for this. I'm just, I'm really pumped because like, usually when people think of magical education, they think of Harry Potter, but there's Mm -hmm. so much more out there. Yeah, which is awesome. Like, especially I feel like in like kind of recent years, there've been more and more. Yes. Harry Potter kind of took it for a long time where nobody else wanted to, it was like with Twilight. Was it like an OG? Vampires. Was it kind of like an OG or at least was it like the biggest one probably at probably the time? Probably the biggest one. Yeah. yeah. Like the biggest one to come out. Probably. I'm sure there were more before, but I didn't hear about it. Also, mm-hmm. I was a child. So. Yeah. So I think that's fair that we didn't that's know fair. all these great works of art. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't know what year mine came out, but either way, I think this is a really good topic to pick. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. So I did, so my book just came out, I think like last year like September oh, or fresh like that. yeah so I did a deadly education by Naomi Norvik and so like on the nose right yeah pretty much so I'm gonna say at the end there is a little bit of a controversy within like the last month surrounding this book um but I'm save it for the end so basically what this book is is that there is a school for magic people surprise surprise it's Shocked. called uh, I think it's pronounced the Solomance that's, that's how I say it anyways like sun and man sort of necro- I'm sorry my brain like, is trying so to like pick it apart school, already so like s-c-h-o-l like school amounts oh school amounts you're a I scholar like I don't know it's like a necromancy school or uh whatever mancy mancy yeah. is magic I love it I'm into yeah. it either way continue uh so the school is like super kind of weird and odd and basically I'm pretty much going to spend most of my time telling you about the school because I don't want to give too much away on what happens. Um, So you pretty much get like put on the list to go to the school at a super young age. Like, I mean, it's kind of like Harry Potter. Yeah. And a lot of this is like you, your family, your parents are magic and then you are magic also. Like they do say that there are some people who are born to mundanes, which they call the non-magic folk. There are people who do have, um, powers and stuff and can you use so it's mana is what they use that's how they're what their magic is it's what they mana. use yeah they use mana to make magic the nerdiest way to explain magic oh my okay. god i loved it Continue. i love it yeah I'm into so it. Th- there are people in like but typically what happens is that these mundanes or the people that are born to mundanes have such a low level that they never know because how it's also explained at mm. one point is that for these magic people like they believe in magic how mundanes believe in cars like you don't just sit around talking about how a car works like yeah maybe some people do because they're really into cars but like the average person you don't get in your car going oh my gosh i really hope when i step on the gas it's hope gonna the piston go. fires and makes the engine work yeah. you just you just know that your car is gonna, gonna go. do it and so like they just know magic is just gonna happen when they use their mana and so mondays can't do it but that's the thing is that also for them to do magic in front of a mundane takes way more mana than to do it in front of somebody who believes and even if you can weird enough power to do it because you're also spending the mana convincing this person that what they're seeing is real so like you're kind of like there's like persuasion involved basically yeah kind of interesting so 
Yeah, so you can I've put on the list. This. this is like super unique. I'm like very intrigued. Yeah, like, I I've read a lot of magic stuff and I've not heard this kind yeah, of. Yeah, and a lot of stuff about this one is like super unique, I thought anyways. So there's a day, I think it's called induction day or something like that. So basically you're just like slooped up from wherever you are oh. and you're just duped, dropped into the school. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, that's not terrifying. There's weight requirements on how much stuff you can bring. So, like, you have to be, like, really aware with that. Um, and the school has no teachers because there are these things called malls. And malls are, they feed on mana, basically. And so they like to kill and eat people who use mana. And when you are, like... 12-ish is kind of when you start like coming into your like magic power Mm -hmm. and so they'll start coming at you starting at 12 like so is mana like it is in like card games where it's like you have a certain amount of it at a certain period of time or is mm -hmm. it just like the way that they use it no yeah so you have a certain amount and so there are i'm gonna be kind of all over the place and i apologize to anybody these are hard to explain so i understand and this is very much just like me taking these things out of my brain and i loved this freaking book like this is a book i'm gonna reread a bajillion times so i'm just so excited about it so there are things called um like enclaves and they like there's one in new york and sydney and london and like all over the world so that's Hmm. the other thing too that i really like about this book is that it actually brings people from everywhere in the world, maybe not Antarctica, but everywhere <laughs> in the world, people are coming. Everywhere that matters. Just kidding. Just kidding. There could be, but maybe just not in the year of our main character. I don't know. It didn't talk about it. It spent a lot more time talking didn't about bring people it from like Asian countries and gotcha. people in like England and London, all these other places. Anyways. Love it. So, but yes, yeah, so there's like enclaves and they can like power share. And so they'll get like little oh. bracelets. So like, some people can like get mana easier than others and so maybe they'll like bring okay. more in and you can share it otherwise yeah you basically have to figure out how to get it to use it and you only and have they're so like covens time. right like enclaves mm-hmm. so it's like yeah. a coven okay. basically yeah but um, like continental or there are different no. ones within each continent yeah different because con- like there's like a new york one and an la one and Okay, so they're just coffins. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, they, they okay. Just call them my, my magic brain is trying to sort out what's happening here. There's yeah. so much. I love it. Yeah, and so there's the malls, and the malls basically like kill and eat, and they'll like if they get desperate enough, okay. like, they'll eat each other and become bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh God! And there's a whole bunch of different kinds. And so, like, like I that. said, like kind of when you're twelve-ish, like puberty-ish is when you start like getting magic, and so like they'll start coming for you if they get the chance. Um, and then, but like at fourteen is they've discovered is like when you're the most vulnerable is like 14 to 18 and so that's why they built this school way back when and they (laughs) got it really messed up so on graduation day basically so the school like is rotates like every year it like rotates down like all the kids go down a level so this on graduation day the seniors go into this graduation hall which is where all the malls are because they can't really get into the school any other way well they can a little bit but it's really, really hard for them to get into the school. So they go down there and they basically have to like kill the malls and try to get out. And that's you either graduate or you die. That's also how you get out of the school. You make High it, stakes. You make it to senior <laughs> you year. You graduate or you die. <laughs> yeah. Which is why they don't need teachers because uh, they don't need, there's like no like other, like they don't need anybody there being like, oh, you really should study. Cause it's like, well, study or die. 
and the school the stakes are high enough yeah so basically the school teaches them so like Hmm. a great example of it so like there's a couple different tracks that you can go but so our main character is named l and she's on a language track like e-l-l-e just e-l it's short for her name which like eleanor something no it starts with the g it's like it's really long ish i didn't write it down okay it's just it does it does take you a little bit to learn her name so i don't want that right out there but it's fine so um so yeah so like when we meet her it's her junior year and she's taking i think five language courses right now oh and so in their rooms which are like these teeny tiny little rooms there is a wall and it's just the void and so you can ask the void for things so like at one point, like a mall gets killed in her room and it makes this big old mess. And so she asked the void for a cleaning spell. But Elle is super, super powerful. Like she can be a Maleficer, mm-hmm. I think Malicifer, Malicifer, if she wants. Basically, those are people who kill people, kill other magic people to get their mana. And like once so, you. So like malevolent magic. Yeah, Got it. Once you go there, you basically never really come back. It's very bad. Um, and so when she asked the void for this book on like how to clean up this little mall mess, it's like, oh yeah, here's this like eternal flame. That'll do it. And she's like, yeah, it will also kill every single person in on this level. Like, no, thank you. I would think that the void would have like limits, like how, like with the, like the pretties that we did before, how they would have like that wall that you could ask anything. Mm-hmm. like i would expect it to be like that where there's like limits nope <laughs> so the void can bring you literally any spell that somebody else has written so that's the other thing is that like if you write a spell even accidentally it instantly becomes what the hell so the void is like like a sentient being that just like absorbs people's magic kind of maybe i guess so like i have questions so like she's so powerful (laughs) and it's like dark magic powerful that like she has never fucked around with trying to write a spell because she's like either she's like well if i do like is it gonna make all volcanoes erupt like it's gonna be very bad oh my god that sounds bad and like if you're in the library so at one point she's like in the library i guess i'm gonna go back to the language sorry i got off topic so she's taking like five languages and so she'll sit down in her language class and like there's just like a work thingy a workbook to work on or whatever a work page or something like that so she'll basically just be working on that and then at one point so say she asks for spells but she's not super specific because the thing the more specific you are to the void the more likely you are to get something you can use so when she's mm. being vague so like when she finally does get a book of cleaning spells it's like google it's a yeah kind of so she's taking old english and middle english but then she gets this like spell book in like a different variation of english but you have to kind of be careful because if you start reading too much or doing too much in a language you don't know all of a sudden the school is just going to make you do that so like at one point she gets a book in arabic she hasn't taken any arabic yet but she starts reading it because it's like a super cool book and then she shows up for language class and it's like here's like a middle level arabic paperwork that she's on and she's just like ah crap i don't know arabic you know what i mean and like it's and if you start failing your classes basically the school kind of finds a way to like you away but it's all like honor system basically it's like you can do the work i i just like don't understand how it works out the teachers like where do you turn your paperwork in like there's like like, how do you turn it homework like where does where do things go yeah so there's like a slot where you put the homework in and the school doesn't care who did the work as long as it's done so say and you're like in a it? really big like enclave and you're like super powerful and you know that you're going to get be in this enclave when you get out on graduation day like instant spot because that's basically what people are working towards this entire mm-hmm. time is trying to get these spots in the enclave when they get out they're you like can... i am good enough to be part of their coven yeah 
And so you could say, hey, like my dad is number two. I will, Rachel, I will guarantee you a spot in the enclave if you do all of my language work for the next year. And you, you really want this spot. So you do all my language work. I don't have to do anything. Because the school doesn't, the school doesn't care about cheating. The school wants the work done. They don't care who. That does seems it. like a major loophole, but okay. Yes and no, but because at the same, because now you're not learning. But you didn't know anything then. Like you could just like make other people do your shit because you were rich or whatever. Yeah, but then what happens when a mall comes for you and you haven't learned how to kill it? You're just gonna die. Well, then you die. Yeah, yeah I guess that's so. True. It's like High stakes. Yeah, so it's kind of this given this take on okay what you're gonna do, and so um, I have my notes because I'm trying. Like I don't want to like have too much weight so the other kind of main character here the struggle with is fancy. orion um and his mom is like set to be the next number one leader person of the new york uh enclave and so like but he keeps saving her and l hates it because l has like no friends like she just has kind of this like aura where people see her and they don't like her she's a loner yeah and which is a really bad thing to be because like you don't go to the bathroom alone you don't shower alone like you like if you want to take a shower somebody needs to like watch and make sure that these malls don't come up and try to kill you because oh, also come and kill you and so like she'll go two three weeks without a shower because she doesn't have anybody to watch her back um nobody walks to the dining hall alone there's bad tables like if you're a table under a vent like there's a very feel, good chance you could get killed i feel like i don't understand how that works like so the malls just like appear yeah, so they originally come in kind of through the bottom, which is where the graduation hall is, which makes sense. That's where it's supposed to be. But, right. So in this, the school was built in like 1800 something. Mm. And like five years in, so there's supposed to be this cleaning equipment that's like this eternal, this super big flame. It's supposed to go and kill them all. So every year after graduation, it's supposed to go kill all the ones that are down there. Mm. It broke. And they've okay. sent like three separate, like super powerful cleaning crews and they go fix it. They've all died. Or like two mm, people have survived. And it. so they've just been building up more and more and more malls down there. And these malls are slowly figuring out how to get up and into other parts of the school. Got it. Okay. And so, but that they're typically kind of like smaller ones, but I mean, they can still either like kill you or severely injure you. And like, well, if you get freaking hurt, like you break a leg, you're going to die. Risk is still high. Got it. Yeah. So. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. I was yeah. just like, I don't understand. <laughs> so Orion has saved her at this point at the start of the book, like six times now oh so she God. also hates that too because she's trying to like also like kind of get her a spot like that's what you're supposed to do and she's like well how am I going to do that if everyone just thinks that I'm like super weak and everything and I like can't take care of myself um and so so like I said so Elle's a junior and like you kind of you're trying to make like going into senior year basically you need like a group that you're going to like go to graduation hall with and try to fight with like I can't remember what it's called but you're basically trying to like make your own little group for this and stuff like that um and so she's trying to find a way to like do something big to like show people that hey she's powerful but she doesn't want to be like show like how powerful she is you know because she could kill right. everybody accidentally oopsies because be bad yeah um but she's like Not good yeah and so there's like a whole bunch of things that like are happening to her and like finally like this other gal kind of like realizes it and it's like there is something like she doesn't she's like I doesn't necessarily like l but she's like there is something about you that like these things just don't make sense like at one point like she figures out the spell and she's like yeah no i could probably like do it and she was like okay and then she like goes and like looks at this spell and she's like 
did you say you just figured that out last night? And she's like, yeah, like, I don't know, after dinner. And she's like, what? No, like, you are way too powerful. Like, what the heck is going on? And so, like, so she kind of, like, starts getting buddies and stuff. Um, and, like, I really don't want to, like, give, like, much else away. Like, there's another book that comes out. So, like, it's junior year. So, like, more things are going to happen. A ton of shit. Like, a ton of stuff happens. Like, you learn way more about Elle and her past and her powers and, like, what's going on with Orion. Because, like, he's constantly going around trying to save everybody. Like, and that gets him in hot waters with the seniors. Like, they all start getting really mad at him because he's, like, saving all these people. Because normally, like, like they just die. That's the risk. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, say, 900 kids in a class normally going into senior year. At least 300 of them are dead. But, like, the junior class has almost their entire class. Like, they've only lost, like, 50 people, maybe. I had to struggle. How dare you be saved? Except the reason that when the book, it actually makes a lot of sense. Like, how they explain it. You're like, ah, oh, shit. I can't actually even be mad at that. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like interested. Like, yeah, I'm there's interested. like so, so, so much about this book, and I loved it. Like, hands down, best book I've read this year. Five wow. out of freaking five. That's I'm gonna big. reread it a whole bunch of times. Um, random things that I liked. So, like, I have things written down here. One is the book itself. Like, the pages are like, I don't know, they're like almost parchmenty. They're just nice. Just like it's, the paper they used. It's got a map in it. Um, it's not how I pictured it at all and then in the back after you read the book there's a picture of Elle's room and it's wrong because it wasn't how I pictured it at all um so, <laughs> so she it's messed, wrong so like sorry Naomi you messed that up um you messed up Elle is just like a badass like she is such a freaking great main character like she is so strong she don't need no man even though Ryan keeps coming and freaking saving her like we don't need him but whatever um and then, like, how the school is built and, like, how this entire world works is just super freaking awesome. And I loved it. Uh, it's also, like, kind of told in, like, a stream of consciousness, which i have reading some reviews, like, some people didn't like. So I wanted to throw that out there. It's fair. Where, like, it's literally, like, Elle, like, thinking through things and, like, mid-thought, like, has this other thought and goes back to the kind of like how I that can be complicated, told yeah. you about this book. And it was Attracts. not linear at all. So the controversy, though, that I want to bring up is it started, like, a couple months ago on, like, Twitter. So, like, y'all can Google it if because I'm going to give, like, kind of highlights on it. There's two main parts to it. Um, one of them is that in the original printing is that Naomi Norvik, the author, talks about, she, like, puts in a line about how um, one of the characters has dreadlocks, which is a really bad idea to have because there's a specific mall that gets in your hair, legs, eggs, and then the babies oh my God. basically eat you. And what's wrong with that is that it has this really bad connotation that dreadlocks are dirty and gross, which isn't true. Which is we, not the case. We know that's yeah. not true. That's so, a racist idea. Yeah. And so she came out, she apologized for it. She took it out of the, um, the Kindle one instantly and it wasn't even in mine. So like the reprinting like it was like every single new printing and at first I thought she was just going to change it it was gone like because I was reading looking for it's gone gone but basically the point that she was trying to get across and she managed to get it across in a different way and I don't know if that was in the original printing it's just that like having long hair in this school is a bad idea because it's like how I talked before about like one that's something for them to grab on so just having long hair in general bad idea that's fair and then but the showering, like, you don't get a lot of chances to shower. So if you're going to have long hair, like, one of the characters has hair that goes down to, like, past her butt. Like, 
that's gonna get greasy at some point it's gonna get itchy i mean at least my hair would be i'm sure plenty of people could easily get by without it my hair would be a big gross greasy mess me too but yeah so that was kind of the point she's trying to get across there but she did come out she apologized and it seemed really sincere so i'm all for that the other issue is one that i had read another thing about i'm just going to mention it super brief because the follow-up i read a couple of different responses from other people and it made sense to me but one of or a lot of the characters are from like asian countries and so they have mm. like multiple parts to their name and so one of the main characters oh. has technically like three parts of her name but then l only calls her by like one part and so somebody came out and was like, oh, that's super inappropriate. Like, that's not what the name would be. But then there are people it's being not like, her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there are people who are saying, well, we don't actually know what her full name is. Like, just because we get this one part of her name that might not be her full name. So, like, we don't know if she's calling her by her first name, if that's her last name, if that's what she wants to be called. Like, we don't really know. Some controversy. Yeah. So there's a little bit around that. But like I said, like, there are literally people from like, every country every descent like people so the language is how people because you have to take a language class is that Mm -hmm. there will be people who um maybe their first language is mandarin but they learned english and so they'll take their history class in english and that counts as a language course because they're taking it in not their main not 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 their 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 first language language. so like they can get around with it that way and so like a lot of people do that and so like there are a ton of people from all these different like ethnicities and all these different backgrounds that also like use mana differently and like can come mm-hmm. up with different um spells like somebody managed to like write like a spell that's basically a song because like oh. her first language and like how she grew up with her grandmother like she was able to like make this thing happen and it was super cool interesting yeah five out of five. a very unique take yeah it was like, very yeah, it was like totally different. I mean, I haven't read a whole lot of like magical education type books, but I do feel like I read a lot of books about magic. And this is like, I've at least watched a lot of shows. Yeah. And, and this like, was very unique in how she set up her world and everything like that. Well, I'm glad your book went so well. Um, I ended up picking one that uh I think you've tried or attempted at least as well. I, I picked the magicians. Uh, yeah. I, got, I got it as a, <laughs> I got it as a gift for my birthday because I really loved the show. And I have a friend who has read the magicians and she loved the series. And so she told me to read the series. So I was like, all right, sounds good. Let's give it a try. You want to throw out the author real quick? Yeah, it's uh Lex Grossman. Okay. I couldn't remember who it was because I have tried the book. I have not made it very far. Yeah. So it's the magicians by Lex Grossman. I will say up front that I, I think I like the show better, but I don't know exactly why. I think it's pacing. I think it's a pacing issue. Um, so the, the book, The Magicians, so there's like three books in the series. I don't remember what the other ones are. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there are three books in the series. And this one, The Magicians, is basically broken up into two books, which I thought was interesting. So, like, when you start it, it says book one, and then when you're halfway through, it says book two. So, I think it's more like act one, act two. I'm not sure exactly if it was, like, supposed to be other books, and they were like, well, it's too short for a book, and so let's make it two books. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm really not sure what the intention was there. Um, but, so, The Magicians was broken up into two sections, essentially. Um, <clears throat> the first section is 
Quentin is basically, he's the main character. Let's be real. Like, even in the show, it's very clear that Quentin is supposed to be the main character. He goes by Q sometimes. So if I say Q, that's who I mean. Um, so Quentin is like a classic overachiever child. Like, he has been in like the genius classes and all of school. Like, he is always in like the upper, upper courses, like ever since like fifth or sixth grade he's been taking like high school calculus like he's that kind of kid right and he, those kind of kids there are other kids like that so Quentin has a couple of friends in like the normal world because this is a fantasy so obviously there's a magic world involved but Quentin has some normal friends James and Julia and being the gifted children that they are it's their senior year they're like looking to like get into Ivy League schools right and so I'm just going to give you like more of a chronological overview at this point like there's too much to explain. There's just like okay. too much to unpack. So you're just going to get chronological. Um, so Quentin and James and Julia are like going to go see this guy who's going to give him like a Prince who's, who's like a Princeton alumni. And he's supposed to just like do like a normal interview where it's like, here's what you can expect at Princeton. And he does like the pre-interviews. You know oh, what I mean? To, like, to like, help him prepare for Like in Gilmore interview. Girls when Rory goes to talk to somebody who's like not actually at Princeton as an interviewer, but does it as like their free time. They like yeah. help screen people. Right. <clears throat> so they're going to go talk to this person. Quentin though the whole time is like not attached like Quentin is very much in his own world <laughs> like this entire time I feel like there's like three worlds there's like the real world the magic world and, and Quentin's then whatever brain. Quentin's got going on yeah. <laughs> I mean it's so true because I mean you've seen the show you like you've seen it you know what's going on here um which I think it's even funnier like it's harder to explain it to you because I know that you can fill in the gaps so I apologize to anyone who's listening who like thinks that there's some gaps in my conversation because I know that Krista knows those gaps yeah because I also don't want to give you too much information yeah like if you haven't seen the show like you probably I bet they'd like gonna the have book. no idea yeah and you can read the book first like you have that option I actually would rather have read the book first mm-hmm. I think that's why I I, I really would have the book because when I'm reading it, I'm just thinking of the show. My brain's just playing the show. And I think it's because the show was so well done and it does align with the book. Don't get me wrong. It does. So the book. Yes. Focused. <laughs> Focus. So Quentin and his friends go to have this interview, but some stuff happens. It's the beginning of the book. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. I think okay. I'm say it. So the interviewer is dead. Ah. They get there and there's a dead body. They're like, oh my God, okay, uh, what do we do now? I guess we have a free afternoon because they're seniors in high school, right? And so they basically just like take it off their afternoon to go do this. So it's like, it's like fall slash winter in New York. So it's pretty cold, right? And he's like, okay, whatever. They end up like talking to like some EMTs and stuff. And like one of the EMTs offers Quentin and James an envelope. They're like, oh, I think that, this guy who you're supposed to interview with left you something. And James, who is like Quentin's childhood friend. So Quentin has been in love with Julia forever, some context. And Julia is with James, but they've all been like a little childhood gifted trio. So they've always been like very close. Um, 
and this whole time like leading up to like Quentin going to this interview he's just like doing magic tricks in his pocket like that's who Quentin is like he's not part of this world yeah, <laughs> like no, his brain is his brain is elsewhere so he's like doing magic tricks in his pocket like wishing he's not having to do this like Ivy League school thing like he hates it he hates all of it he's super burnt out it's like very classic like gifted child depression burnout like it truly is um and so they're like they like go to their interview this guy's dead and the emt tries to give both james and quentin this envelope and they're like that's weird and james like kind of waves off this lady and quentin is intrigued because quentin is all all about like things being not what they seem essentially and so quentin takes the envelope and he opens the envelope and it's book six of like the fillery series which is like a child's fairy tale essentially in this world so quentin this whole time like his brain is basically in fillery like that's why he's doing magic in his pocket like fillery is what he wants to do and so these books these fillery books are supposed to be written by somebody who was neighbors with these chatwin children who like narnia just like suddenly went through the back of a wardrobe literally it's a wardrobe and then (laughs) discover fillery which is like a magic world right Mm -hmm. like there's so many elements of other stories in this like it makes me laugh every time I like go through the book because I'm just like, why are there so many like also like I would read the fillery books. I mean, I only read the one Narnia book, but I'd read the fillery books. Exactly. So like that's kind of like the vibe it gives you, right? It's like it's like reading Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Like there's another world out there. Like it follows this family, but Quentin really believes it or he wants to because he just doesn't feel happy in life. Like Quentin has been dealing with a lot of like depression, and um, I don't think he goes like into suicidal thoughts i think that in the show they talk about it a little bit um but in the book it's pretty light but basically quentin is like that's really weird like why would they give me book six like this seems like some sort of weird mistake because everyone knows there's only five books there's only five so what the heck is this anyways so quentin is going home contemplating this whole very bizarre six book situation and he like goes to walk through a park and like he's walking through this park and there's like trees and like they're suddenly getting thicker and thicker and he's like that's weird like i've been through this park before like i've been here before and then he suddenly pops out from new york fall slash winter into like a bright sunny day it's like hot huh right and there's like a guy there and he's like hey like what am i doing here and he's like oh just like come with me or whatever like very casual just like just go this way quentin is in upstate new york now so he was in like Brooklyn and now he's like suddenly in upstate New York at a magic college and he's taking a test <laughs> like this is like this is like someone's like test nightmare dream like yeah, basically right? like that's like, what it feels like and now you have a test you weren't prepared for you don't know what's happening right because he was like relieved to not have to do this interview because he didn't know what he wanted to do like he's like I feel like that thing that I need is out there in the world but I can't access it and I don't know what to do about that which sounds like gifted child burnout um so quentin ends up taking this like very bizarre test so it's like there's like a ton of people in the room right and he doesn't know anybody but he thinks that he sees julia but then she disappears and so he's like oh i must have just like imagined it or whatever so he starts taking this test and like you don't really have to change what page you're on but the the text on the page changes like it'll suddenly have you like write your own language or solve like very intense calculus problems like 
that's what this test is like and so he's thinking like okay so there's some weird like technology with like digitized ink that I know that people have been working on but I didn't think was like a real thing so Quentin is very confused and they basically tell him like take the test and we'll let you know what's next like that's literally all he's got <laughs> so he's like taking this very bizarre test and like some of it's like hella basic and some of it's like incredibly deep calculus and shit um like with the whole like having to make your own language thing you had to like make your own language and then translate something into that language and then translate it back into English and then use it for something like Jeez. it was wild <laughs> they spent a lot of time like book one is basically all just like this magical education like very strictly magical education like the first half of the book um <clears throat> so he like looks up at the end of his like two hours where he's just like frantically writing for two freaking hours like through this test right and there's only like five people left in the room there was like a ton of people in this room, right? And so there's only five people left and they're like, congratulations, you're on to the next step. And it's like, okay, like what the heck? And so he goes on to this next step in which he ends up like in a room alone with like an older lady, which I don't think she's that old actually, but she's older than him. She's like in her like late twenties, early thirties, probably. Um, he's 18, everyone's old. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but he has like kind of a crush on her, which makes me think that like, she's probably like late twenties um so he like ends up back in this room where they're like continue to like try to make him to do stuff and he's like i can't do what you're talking about like magic isn't real and they're like no you can do something like show me what you can do and he's like i can't do anything and he like gets frustrated and he ends up like basically making this like huge just like explosion of like light and color and all sorts of weird stuff and they're like whoa you impressive you're in i didn't do it you're in but they haven't told him at this point what he's in for <laughs> and i love that he's just like still here though it's like, just like he's continuing okay. because this is like his dream he kind of thought like maybe i fell and hit my head and this is like a dream i'm having like that's what he was starting to think you know what i mean like yeah like something's happened to me like this isn't real <laughs> life um so he ends up like waking up the next day like in a dorm room and that's when they tell him he's in i don't think they told him like for sure for sure like the day before like the day of the test but they like give him somewhere to sleep and so when he wakes up the next day they're like okay well like you're in like you're obviously magical and they tell him that this place is essentially a college for magical people so they're all adults so like 18 and older um but it's about five years long it's called break bills and so it's like because because when Quentin entered this magical world, his first thought was like, oh, I'm in fillery. Like, I did it. Like, whatever the Chatwins did, I've done, right? But he finds out pretty quickly this is not what happened. He's, he's just in upstate New York, hidden behind a bunch of, like, magical wards. So, like, it, they are, like, in the middle of a forest in New York. It's just very hard to get to. Like, even Quentin, like, later in the book, like, he can't figure out how to get to break bills. Like, when he, like, goes home for breaks and stuff, he just, like, thinks about it. And then when he continues to walk, he just shows up there. So it's a very bizarre, like, because he's in Brooklyn, right? Which is not upstate New York. And so from being able to just like walk through a park in Brooklyn to end up in upstate New York, um, I guess something having to do with the way they were um, managing the magical wards mm -hmm. is why it's summertime at break bills, even though it's winter in New York. So they're about two and a half months ahead of like actual or behind i guess actual time so like when fall starts it's still summer it's like july 
and break bills. And so like their, their like vacation schedules are off. It's like a whole weird thing. So Quentin decides to start at break bills in the fall. Um, he's technically still in his senior year and like the mortal, they don't actually have a word for normal world. I'm going with mortal because it makes the most sense to me. Okay. Um, like it. it makes sense yeah. in the normal world. Um, he just like abandons everything. <laughs> he abandons <laughs> James and Julia and his parents because they tell him like you've been accepted to break bills and they, like give him the breakdown. And he's just like, okay, I'll do it on like the condition that I don't have to go back. Cause I guess he like isn't very happy in his home life. Like that's the whole thing about Quentin. Like Quentin's like whole shtick is that like he's not happy and he feels like he's missing something. So he comes to break bills and he thinks like I found it. I did it. Like even at break bills though, he's like an overachiever right Mm, yeah so he ends up he ends up being that gifted child anyways and so him and a couple of the other new like the newest like class so like first years i guess um at break bills end up um being identified as like people who are able to like do second year coursework so there's this one girl alice when he first starts and alice is in the show but Mm -hmm. she's not the same um (laughs) she's very similar though don't get me wrong um So there's this one girl, Alice, in his class. So on the first day, what they're told is to, like, they're given a marble, essentially, and they're like, show us what you can do. Because everyone's magic is different, right? Like, everyone's got, like, a different competency or a different, like, discipline. Discipline's the word. Um, That's the word they use. I was trying to think of it all day. Uh, (laughs) I'm so stoked. Um, But basically, it's like, okay, so what can you do now, right? It's like kind of a baseline. And so day one in class, I don't think Quentin did much with the marble. I'm pretty sure he was able to like make it glow or explode or something like that. And everyone's like, okay, cool. You touched the marble with magic. Great. Alice can take this marble and she can infract light and like turn it into like a little horse and then make the horse jump across the table. They do that in the show too. And it's just as mind blowing. (laughs) Like, so Alice is here under like kind of special circumstance. So she's also a first year, but her brother went here before she did. And usually how it works when you're in a magical family is you get invited, right? You get invited to come take the test to see if you have that aptitude. Alice never got her invitation. And because both of her parents are magicians and her brother went to break bills, she knows what this is like. She knows she's magical and she was getting pissed that she didn't get her invitation. So I would too. And so Alice basically has spent like the last few years of her life, just like teaching herself how to do like basic magic and then like figuring out where break bills was because it's supposed to be a secret, right? Like even when you're in a magical family, you're not supposed to know where this place is um, because you'll get invited like when it's your time. But because she didn't, she ended up like just, spending her time learning how to break their wards to get in like that's what alice did she's she never got invited to take the test she walked into the wards basically and was like i deserve to freaking be here and they were like all right that's fair yeah you made it past all of our wards you made it here and then like she showed them like some of the stuff she could do she's like her specialty is like light and fraction basically um and so like Alice ended up here under very strange circumstances where most people are invited, right? And so Q and Alice end up being like the two main people. Um, also Penny is thrown in there, but like he doesn't really crop up that much until like book two, i.e. like the second half of book one. Um, but basically like these three people are identified as like being like exceptional magicians, right? And so a lot of this like first part, like the first half of the book is like 
Q and Alice studying, <laughs> like <laughs> doing trial and error. Like this um, type of magic is very like hand dependent. Mm -hmm. So like they talk a lot about like the like the configuration they have to have their fingers in mm -hmm. to like do the thing and like how magic isn't just like it's not like Halloween Town where you want something and you let yourself have it. It's like you have to know what all of the nuances are in any specific situation and any risks that could go wrong and how all of those potential risks will impact how your magic performs. Like Much harder magic. It is intense. It is like it's like the shit you do if you're the most gifted children. <laughs> like, yeah, truly. I guess that's true. <laughs> it truly is. And so, like, literally everyone at Breakville's was that kid, like, in normal school, right? Like, they were that gifted child. And so, like, that's, like, one of the struggles as a first year or even the second year is just, like, being surrounded by other people who are also exceptional, right? Because, like, it's one thing to be in a world where you are always the person who is the best. But like it's another thing pond. to be in a world where everyone is the best. Yeah. But even in that, of course, Q and Alice end up being freaking magical. Um, <laughs> so they basically end up doing like second year coursework, like after their first year. But like during their time here at Breakbills, like a lot of really weird things happen. That's not like normal, even in Breakbills like standards. So this like they're in class one day and all of a sudden like time freezes. Like everything freezes and they're stuck there for hours while this like creature walks amongst all of the frozen students and just torments them right so like there's obviously much more powerful magic in this world than what's going on at break bills right because like it's very hard to imagine when they're first talking about how break bills works where you know there's there's disciplines that like you get sorted into like hogwarts houses you know and like there's a lot of just like the students just like get drunk and like practice magic. Like that's like most of going to break bills. Like I, don't get me wrong. That's like basically college. Yeah. It's like very college-y. Right. And, but, but there's a lot of that. Um, Q and Alice end up being um, part of this group. That's like a much smaller discipline. Um, they're like physicals. And so they can like actually like physically manipulate things. I think they actually weren't sure what Q's discipline was. I don't think he actually gets one. He doesn't actually get one while he's at break bills. Um, they just lump him into physicals because it's closest, but they didn't know what he was. But he's out, he's very good at like most of the disciplines, like pretty much any of his magic could fit into any of them. So they felt like putting him in like the specialized one made the most sense considering he didn't quite fit into any of them. And then Penny, that guy I mentioned before, who was also like an overachiever, but he gets he gets sorted into his own discipline. Like he's the only one, like an incredibly rare discipline. Like no one knows what it is. And he only works with one teacher. <laughs> like he's that's all special. he's got. Yeah. Like I would hate it. That would be horrible. Oh yeah. It would be awful. Um, Very isolating. A lot of the first half of the book is just them figuring out like how to do their magic, how that works. Um, and then like the fingers, the finger work is a lot like I literally was like reading it and then I started just like being like okay so I've got to bend my middle finger and then my pinky finger and then I've got to move them out without moving my ring finger I it's very hard okay finger and my pinky finger and make my ring finger stay straight maybe I put well, they, on my leg. they said in the book it was hard and so that's why I started and it's just been a real struggle um so that's essentially what the half the first half of this book is it's like them going through break bills and then getting to like graduating right um during break bills they get to go do things like break bills south which is like an additional campus where they learn things where they're not allowed to use their voices they like get turned into geese to fly down there 
And so like, it's really cool because like you can see Quentin is basically the main character, right? And so like, he's who they focus on like when they're talking about like what's happening to the students. Like you get to see the other other students like peripherally, but really Quentin is the main focus. Like it's even like that in a show really. Um, but like it talks about like Quentin, like the way he felt like turning into a goose, like from a human being <laughs> to a goose. Like it's wild. Like they teach them like such in-depth things. And like it's stuff that like you could not even imagine occurring in the Harry Potter universe. Not even kidding. Like I would not have expected any of this kind of like in-depth like knowledge. Like the way that they approach it is so academic. Like it's wild. Like they spend like weeks with no audio voice ability. Like a teacher like takes it. Like they cannot speak because they think that you can only learn in silence. And so you have to learn how to do a spell to like perfectly put a nail into a, a like a board, like a hammer, like as if you were the hammer. And like they always they're always bending it like <laughs> the nail like it's so wild. Um, <clears throat> so basically they're going through this but like so Quentin has been wanting to be in Fillory this his whole life right but he so he like stumbles upon this like magic world and it's still not enough like he ends up with someone in this magic world and it's still not enough. So like a lot of this is about Quentin trying to figure out like what he's lacking. It's like Quentin's search for happiness. <laughs> like truly, that's like the whole premise of it. It's like Quentin's like, okay, but I have all these amazing things and like I can do all this stuff, but like, why am I still not happy? Like he talks a lot about how like, he thinks like maybe it's some like magical thing that he can just like pull down from the world, you know? And like, so I do think that like a lot of this book is like really depression heavy. Like I worry about this author. Like, are you okay, man? Um, <clears throat> it's just, it's very heavy. Um, just like, because it does focus on Quentin's feelings a lot. He makes mistakes. He's a classic teenage boy. You know, he has relationships. He does all that, that sort of stuff, but he's just still not happy and he's trying to figure it out. So at the end of book one, they do graduate from break bills, right? Or the ones that have survived this whole freaking ordeal because it's like a whole, whole thing. Um, <clears throat> and afterwards, him and some of the other physical kids, because they all kind of stay pretty close because the physical class, like the group of physical discipline is very small. Um, there's only like five of them, I think, at, at least in this like time frame this like group because there was like a few years where they didn't get any physical kids or whatever um so basically during the second book penny really makes a reappearance um they're all living in new york elliot who is someone that quentin has gotten really close with another physical kid the one uh he's someone who he actually met his first day who like guided him to his test so he's kind of like in and out this whole time it's just like become like a total alcoholic like there's not enough jobs. Like that's the real problem with like being a magician. Like you can like, you can like hex people into thinking you work for them and then like just surf the net all day. But like, how happy are you really going to be? You know what I mean? Like you're going to get your paycheck. Like it sucks. So basically that's, that's a lot of what like these like now graduated magicians are dealing with. They're like, there's no jobs. Like there's nowhere for me to go. Like there's nothing to do. Like Alice's parents are basically fucking insane. Like, <laughs> they're wild and they're just like career magicians they don't actually have any jobs her dad spends like all of his time just like researching like historical architecture and then like redoing their house so it looks like that like right now their house looks like roman ruins like but from the outside it just looks like a normal like suburban four-bedroom home like it sucks like I can imagine like in a world where magic exists like where do you work like what kind of jobs do you have like at least in the harry potter world they've got like the ministry so like in this world though like you be a teacher 
or you just like dupe someone in the normal world into giving you a job and do nothing. Yeah. Like that's literally all you have. And so like Quentin, although like being at break bills was really helpful for him as far as like establishing his identity is really back to like square one. Like he has a relationship. He is with somebody. I'm not going to tell you who, but he's with somebody. And like, he's still not happy. He can't figure it out. He ends up like cheating on his person and like having like a threesome and that blows up in his face. Like it probably would. Yeah. They're, they're really floundering book two. I can't really get into too much, but here's where shit gets really interesting. I'm not going to lie. Book one was kind of slow. Okay. Book two. We're going to fillery. You guys, Ooh. we going to fillery. I never made it to book two. Maybe I'll have to suffer. Finish, finish book one to make do it. it. Fillery. It's much more interesting. I'm not going to lie. I have not quite finished it. I have like maybe a quarter left, probably a little bit less than that. Um, I was just having a really hard time focusing. And I think it's just because there's so much information and stuff going on. Like it makes it really hard to like make my brain process. Um, I always have that problem with fantasy though. I'm not going to lie. I don't know why, except Harry Potter because I was a child and you know, all things yeah, that's possible. fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so in book two, essentially Penny comes um, and sees them in New York and is seeing like how much that they're floundering. And he was like, well, I found this thing. And Quentin is like, well, what'd you find? And he's like, well, I found a button. And Quentin just starts laughing his ass off. And everyone's like, what is going on right now? Like, what are you talking about? And Quentin's like, you just, you tell him because I can't handle it. And Penny was like, we're going to Fillory. So like in the books, they like enchanted some buttons to like be able to help you get to Fillory because Fillory has its own gods, Ember and Umber, that are basically gatekeepers, right? So at the end of each uh, of these books, of the Fillory books, Ember and Umber sends the Chatwin children back to the normal world because they don't belong in Fillory. They're disrupting the balance. Like that's not what it's for. They're supposed to be like all good, right? Um, and so Penny has this button and they're like, I guess we're going to attempt to go to Fillory. And like half the, half the graduates are like not into that. And they think it's like stupid because it's a fairy tale, right? Like even in the, in the magic folk, it's a fairy tale. Yeah. Quentin, like, he's like, this is the thing I'm missing. Like I'm going. And so like Quentin and Alice and Penny end up being the first to like, kind of make a jump basically because Penny having his own very special discipline has seen some shit. Okay. Penny has seen some shit. I don't really want to get too far into it, but basically there's like this world that's made of fountains and each fountain is a completely different world. And there are millions of fountains on this little like weird gray fountain planet world. And so you can jump into any of them. And like Penny has like spent like months and years exploring them because he can jump into the fountain world and then jump back into the normal world. As long as he goes back into like his home fountain, no time has passed. He said he has spent like entire semesters there. So like at this point, Penny, like chronologically or at least like experience wise is like years older yeah. than everybody else because he's gone. And there's like these little buildings like amongst this like little fountain world. I think they call it like the Netherlands. Basically, it's like limbo um, where there's like a library that has the knowledge of everything that has ever existed ever. Like you can find your book and like read like what's happened in your life, but only up to a certain point because only so much has happened so far, right? Like you can't see the end. Um, so basically they decide to go to Fillory and like test that out because now that they're career magicians with no jobs or anything interesting going on. Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah. And like, this is what Quentin's been looking for his whole life. So basically they go to Fillory and things are not what they expect. Like, you know, you expect it to be like perfect and beautiful because they've read it in a book. Like all of them is it's a fairy tale. Like it's, it's a story. 
but they get there and things are not quite what they seem, you know, like, I, I can't tell you anymore, but things in Thillery are not what they seem. And so it's not the fantasy and like the perfect world that Quentin has been looking for though. But I know they get very involved in it. Like I said, I still have about a quarter of the book left, but I don't really think it's going to go too far from where they were in the show. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, but yeah, second half was pretty wild. First half was pretty slow and basically all background. <laughs> So what would you think out of five then overall as, oh, as a whole? As a whole, I'm going to give it like four just okay. because it really did pick up in that second half because like that's the part I was looking for, you know, like yeah. I don't really give a shit about all of Quentin's like internal teen angst struggles with his depression. Like, I don't care. Like get me into like the cool shit. Like, that's nice. Like, I'm glad you turned into a fox and fuck somebody like that's cool. <laughs> but like, He's a come fox. on. It's very it was very interesting like kind of like yours there's a lot of unique things to to the magicians that are not tropes and other like classic fantasy like magical education books um so i thought that was really cool i still think i like the show better i wish i had read the book first i think that would have made it a little bit easier because i just kept picturing the show <laughs> like yeah. and I'm, I'm not always like that either like it's not necessarily just like a me thing i just think they did such a good job with the show that i agree it made yeah. it hard i think i've tried it like three times i've never made it to book two of the first like the second half of the first book okay because i'm constantly thinking of the show because i do agree yeah I think they did a good job I do think that like it honestly like very much chronologically lines up like I don't think there's any plot points that they really missed you know like Alice is there because her brother you know died at freaking break bills and that that comes into play that comes up um it doesn't come up quite like it does in the show it's not as dramatic and it's not as impactful but it comes up I mean, maybe it circles back in one of the later books and that's why they put it into the show. Not gonna lie, it could happen. I don't know that yet though. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so there's three books in the series. Do recommend, but if you have not watched the show, read the book first. Yes, I like it. Read first. Oh, yeah, I think that's pretty usually what it comes down to anyway. But not always. There's plenty of stuff I've watched first and then read it and not been upset about it. But this one, like, I just really had a hard time with just, like, the picturing in my brain. Mm -hmm. I think it's because it's so close. Yeah. I guess that's how it was with Good Omens that we covered, like, a couple Oh, that's ago. true. Yeah. Yeah, that one's hard, too. Yeah. But that was a fun episode. I like I liked this one. Like, it was fantasy, but, like, light fantasy. Kind light. Of, fancy light. <laughs> yeah. Like, it'll learn about magic stuff, but things that are different. Um, yeah. What? So our next topic, we're going like a little bit. I don't want to say heavier, uh, but more realistic. Mm -hmm. We're doing memoirs. A memoir. I don't know what I'm saying. That. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying it funny, but I like it that way. Memoir. A memoir. So yeah, we'll be doing those. Uh, I think we both have ours picked out, so you know they should be super good. So come back, listen to those. Um, Instagram at isn't it past your bedtime and Twitter iipyb underscore pod if you want to check out our socials. You can also check out our website to see what's in the archive, what we've talked about in the past, and what's coming up next at isn'titpastyourbedtime.com. Rate, review, subscribe, all those fun things. And we'll talk to all you guys here in like two weeks. Bye, everyone. Bye.